1504, the statue David was unveiled in a public square in Italy. The creator of this statue, Michelangelo, not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, in case anybody's confused by what I just said, the, the creator, the, the architect, the, the poet, the artist, Michelangelo, spent three years creating this masterpiece. And I have a, a picture of this right here for you. This is the PG version of the statue David. This is not the full, the fullness, but we're a family show around here. So that's what you get. When he was asked how he would create such amazing works of art, he said he saw the people in the marble and he would just chip away at the excess. And I just think that's amazing because God calls you his masterpiece. But sometimes we have a lot of excess junk on the outside of us that needs to be chiseled away. So today we're calling this episode, Release the Masterpiece. What's up, everybody? This is Rethink. My name is Clint Zeller. Thank you so much for spending just a small part of your day with me today. If you're watching this on YouTube, do me a favor, click the subscribe button and hit the bell for notifications so you are notified every time I upload a new episode. Also, click the like button. Just see what it's like. It turns blue. It's an exciting thing. It's a mini celebration when you click that like button. Also, Leave me a comment below. I would love to have a conversation with you. If you're listening to this on iTunes, leave me a five-star review. Five stars. It will really help me get the message out there. All right? So enough of the business talk. Let's get into today's episode. You are a masterpiece. Do you know that? Do you know that? It says in Ephesians, 2 verse 10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. I think the thing that keeps a lot of us from stepping into our God-given purpose is we feel like we're not qualified. We feel like we're, we're I mean, we know us. I know me. I know the mistakes that I've made. I know the thoughts that go on in, in this brain here. So what makes me think that I can step into my God-given purpose? Well, the good news is it's not about you. It's about God. It's not about your goodness. It's about his goodness. And he's already given you everything you need to step into your God-given purpose. I think a lot of times what we do is we we end up asking God to do things for us that he's already done. And it's kind of a waste of time, to be honest with you. <laughs> We're wasting our time. I used to use this as an example. I've, I got to, I learned that it, it came off slightly condescending whenever I did this public, publicly, so I don't do it anymore. But I used to, if I was speaking at someone else's church or even my church, if I was speaking somewhere, I would find someone on the front row and I'd say, hey, uh, do you have a pen? Do you have a pen? And they say, yeah. And they'd, they'd hand me a pen. And I'd, I'd take the pen and I would, I would walk around for a few minutes, continue talking. And then I'd go back to the person and I'd say, hey, can I get that, can I get that pen that I asked you for? And they would look at me like, 
I already gave it to you. And that's the point. I think that many of us are asking God to give us something that he's already given us. And so we never step into our God-given potential, our God-given purpose, because we don't realize what we already have. And in the last episode, I talked about how we possess the power of the kingdom. We possess all the power of salvation on the inside of us right now. Now it's our job to work out that salvation with fear and trembling. It, it can be a scary experience sometimes to step into this new life, but it's worth it. So when Michelangelo said he could see the people in the stat or in the stone and he chiseled away at the excess, that's exactly how we should look at things. We shouldn't start or we shouldn't look or have this mentality of God, please reach down with your big old God hand and boop, touch my life. He's saying, I've touched your life. I have placed everything you'll ever need for complete victory, complete success. Everything you'll ever need for life and godliness is on the inside of you. Now release it. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And like I said, it can be scary at times. That's why, I mean, I imagine if you have been dealing with pain in your body for a certain amount of time and, and suddenly you get this revelation that I have this power on the inside of me and now I'm going to act on it. I'm going to work out this salvation. So that means you're going to have to do something that you don't, you've never felt like you were able to do in the past. And that's going to be a scary moment. Whenever you step into your purpose, it's going to be scary because it's uncharted territory in your life. But when you do it and you realize that God's not going to let you down, man, life starts to get good. I'm telling you, starting this church was a scary experience, but I know that God has called me to start a church. So I did it. And I was working these things out with fear and trembling. And do I miss it sometimes? Absolutely. Absolutely do. I miss it often, <laughs> more often than I'd like to admit. But I also know what's on the inside of me. I know who I am and I know whose I am. I know that I am a masterpiece. And sometimes that the old garbage, the old excess that I used to cling to, but has been chiseled away, I pick it up off the floor and I start putting it back on. And that's when I make poor decisions. That's when I start to do things that I know I shouldn't do because I've forgotten who I am. But you're not that person. You're not defined by what you do. You're defined by who you are. And you are a child of God. You are a powerful, powerful being. I'll say it every single episode if I have to. You need to convince yourself that you are powerful. And if you do something stupid, you're still powerful. You're just covering up the power. So renew your mind. Rethink who you are. Say, I'm a masterpiece. Does a masterpiece act like this? No. And remember, you're not acting a certain way in order to get something. You're acting a certain way because you're using what's already given to you. You're not coming, you're, you're, you're not coming 
toward a place of victory. You're coming from a place of victory. You already have it. You have been given the righteousness of God in Christ. Actually, you know what? I'm going to, I am going to, I wasn't sure if I was going to go this direction, but I'm going to go this direction. All right. So let's go to uh, Romans 5, 17. This is one of my favorite verses in all of scripture. It says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one. That's talking about Adam. Much more, much more those who receive an abundance of grace. Remember, God is a God of abundance, not just meeting your needs, but an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Christ Jesus. There's a lot here. The The amplified version of this um of, of Romans 5.17 actually says, though, uh, much more those who receive an abundance of grace and a gift of righteousness will reign as kings in life. Because we have been given this. You're not, you don't earn a gift. You receive a gift. I don't give my children Christmas presents because they've been perfect all year. I give them, give them these gifts because I love them and I want them to enjoy life. And that, if that's how I am as a father, an earthly father, how much more would our father, God, want for his children? I, I just, I can't wrap my mind around the mentality that, that people, when people say God doesn't want them to live an abundant life, it's clear to me that he does, but we have to realize that that's already given to us. That righteousness is yours. Righteousness, or just to clarify, because sometimes we throw these words out and we expect everyone to know, but all righteousness means is you are in right standing with God. So what does that mean? Righteousness, or your right standing with God, is what qualifies you to receive everything God has for you. And thank God that is how it is because I know I'm not good enough to earn it. And, and that's the difference between grace and religion. Grace is what I'm telling you today. It's, it's, it's all these things given to you. Religion, religion says you need to work hard, build up your own righteousness and present it to God and hope that he blesses you. Grace is he said grace is God saying your works are like filthy rags take my righteousness use that your yours it's fine it's okay but you're never going to really tap into your god-given potential if you're dependent on your righteousness so take mine use mine you're a masterpiece i love you I want you to prosper. I want you to be in good health. I've given you everything you need and I've set you up for success. That's what's got that's what God's saying to us. So doesn't that take the pressure off? So now you move forward. You say, by golly, I am a masterpiece. I am going to walk these things out. And you start working these things out. You start walking these things out and you stumble. You you cuss somebody out. You, you drink yourself under the table. You, you do some bad stuff. You cheat on your spouse. You, I mean, uh, on and on and on it goes. 
Does that change the fact that you're a masterpiece? No, it doesn't. Now, will the people you hurt, is there ramifications for your stupid decisions? Absolutely, in the natural. But it does not change how God feels about you. When the Apostle Paul talks about grieving the Holy Spirit, it's talking about not utilizing what you've been given. If I gave my kids everything, a new home, all the money they'd ever need, uh, a car, just I, I've set them up for success and they say, you know what, that's nice, but I'm going to go sleep under the overpass and I'm going to go out and beg people for food. That would grieve me. I'm not mad at them, but I'm grieved because they're not using what they're given and they're hurting themselves. Man, God, God hates sin. Yes, he hates sin, but he hates sin because it hurts you. God doesn't need to punish us for sin. Sin is punishment enough. Man, I've done stuff and I've reaped what I sowed. I've experienced the consequences of my sin. I don't need God to punish me. I'm, I'm being punished by my own poor choices. Now it's up to me to regroup and say, man, this isn't who I am. I'm a masterpiece. Start chiseling away at these things. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you chisel away at this stuff so you can walk out being a masterpiece, so you can enjoy life as a child of God, not as somebody that's just an old sinner saved by grace. You are not a sinner saved by grace. You are a saint. We got to stop identifying ourselves with what we do and start identifying ourselves with who we are. People are going to say things uh, about you. Haters going to hate. They're going to hate you because they ain't you. And you know what? In some ways, they might be right. You may have done what they say you've done, but you are not who they say you are. You're a masterpiece. Now it's your job to release it. And this is simple, but it's profound. And we have to start wrapping our minds around this stuff because I'm telling you, I want, I want everybody watching this today to experience the life that God prepared for them beforehand. Before the creation of the world, God had a purpose for your life. And you're never gonna even tap into that thing if you're beating yourself up over past mistakes. You're not gonna tap into it if you're beating yourself up over present mistakes. But you have to start seeing yourself differently and you'll stop making the same mistakes over and over. And you'll start to see freedom from the pain. You'll start to see freedom from the sin, the addiction, the lack, the physical pain, the emotional pain. You'll start to see freedom for that, but from that. But if you're constantly beating yourself up for, for what you've done in the past, you're never going to experience the fullness of what God wants for you. So that's what I want for you, and that's what this podcast is about. And we're going to continue to talk about these things because even if we know it, we forget sometimes. I forget sometimes. But we, we have to awake, awaken to these realities. Let me see if I have this up. Yes, this is uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 34. It says, Awake to righteousness and do not sin. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. I think most of us have the mentality of 
do not sin in order to become righteous. But the Apostle Paul is saying, awake to righteousness, awake to who you already are, and the sin will take care of itself. We just have to flip things around a little bit. Stop focusing so much on what you're doing wrong. Don't ignore the problem. That's not what I'm saying. But don't, don't emphasize the problem. Emphasize the solution. And the problem will start to dissipate. The, the problem will start to take care of itself. But you have to start chiseling away at that, that excess and start to reveal what's already on the inside of you. Okay? Awesome. Well, thanks again for spending some time with me today. If you enjoyed this video, share it with your friends, your family, your enemies. Click the subscribe button. Turn that thumbs up blue and leave me a comment down below. I would love to have a conversation with you. But until next time, rethink everything.